After contracting COVID-19 yourself, has your opinion changed on the importance of mask wearing? No, because I was okay with the masks. I was good with it, but I've heard many different stories on masks. During last week's town hall event, President Trump offered this confusing message about whether or not he promotes wearing masks. Look, you have on the masks, you know, you have two stories. You have a story where they want, a story where they don't want. I'm not quite sure what that even means. But this weekend, Twitter had to remove a tweet from Dr. Atlas, a White House coronavirus task force member. He had written a series of misleading claims undermining the effectiveness of masks. It's worth pointing out, the science is now clear. Because people can spread this virus without having had any symptoms themselves, wearing a mask is one of the best ways to reduce that spread. If you want to put numbers behind it, a study showed when you wear a mask, it decreases transmission about sixfold. It's not perfect, but sixfold can go a long way in the middle of a pandemic. But that message keeps getting disrupted by a whole lot of noise, not just from the federal government, but from state officials, local politicians, and of course, on social media. Depending on where you live and who you're listening to, you could be hearing wildly different and often incorrect views on the importance of masks. So today, we've decided to take a hyper-local look at the divide over masks in a single community. And we're going to hear how those conflicting messages about masks have affected the attitudes of the general public. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. My colleague Evan McMorris-Santoro spent part of the summer reporting from Arizona at the height of the state's COVID crisis. Today, I'm going to turn things over to him as he checks back in with one Arizona community, the city of Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Arizona is a city just outside Phoenix. It's affluent, with a primarily white and well-educated population. Back in May, Governor Doug Ducey felt the whole state of Arizona was doing well enough that he ordered it reopened, pointing to a decline in new COVID cases. But in Scottsdale, Dr. Ross Goldberg was worried that it might not last. People were flying in from other parts of the country to party in Scottsdale Memorial Day. They were advertising it. And as soon as I saw all those bars with people elbow to elbow, we knew. We've now rang a bell we can't undo. Dr. Goldberg is a surgeon at Valley Wise Health and the president of the Arizona Medical Association. He lives in Scottsdale, and he was concerned that the spike in cases we'd already seen on the East Coast was about to happen there, too. And sure enough, two to three weeks later, it started. The analogy I keep on using, it's like we're driving down a one-lane highway, we see a car accident in front of us, and we see the off-ramp, and for some reason we thought going through the car accident was the better idea. Despite the warnings from doctors, Arizona's Republican governor, Doug Ducey, declined to issue a statewide mandate to wear face masks. And he even prevented local governments from enacting their own mandates. But average daily cases increased 151% in the first half of June. Eventually, they'd peak at over 4,000 a day. So on June 17th, Governor Ducey relented. Now, I've focused uh, on a statewide uh, approach where, where possible. We are going to change and update guidance so that local governments can implement mask and face covering policies and determine enforcement. 
And that was critical. So within 24 hours of the governor allowing cities to do so, we did so. Solange Whitehead is a city council member and currently the vice mayor of Scottsdale. It was done unilaterally by the mayor under an emergency declaration. And because we are a conservative city, this is not something we did lightly. Scottsdale was one of the first places to make a mask mandate. And tell me what that mandate was. It was like I had to wear one outside. How did it work? Outside, as long as you could keep the distance, you could jog without a mask. You could be outside without a mask. But inside, anything inside, you know, if you got your hair done or went to the grocery store. And I will tell you, the mask mandate started 5 p.m. on a Friday night. And just for fun, I went from store to store to store on Saturday. 95% compliance. People, people were still happy. They were still shopping. And everything was normal. It was a new mask normal. Everybody had a mask. You could tell which teams they liked or, you know. <laughs> It was, it was wonderful. It's government that works. But not everybody had such a rosy view of the mask mandate. A week later, Guy Phillips, another Scottsdale City Council member, organized a protest against the order. And on stage, he seemed to mock the dying words of two men whose deaths are at the center of a social justice movement, George Floyd and Eric Garner. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That got national headlines and condemnations from the governor and Senator Martha McSally. Phillips later apologized. Dr. Ross Goldberg told me that after he went on TV to promote mask wearing, he got a scary response. I go to my clinic the next day and they say, there's a voicemail left for me. And on this voicemail is a patient who does not identify themselves and then tells me that I am spreading progressive mask-wearing beliefs and they will no longer be my patient, that you don't need to have a medical degree to go onto Google and read the medical books, I'm quoting now, and that they are aware of the problems that masks can cause and the medical issues it can cause. So good luck, I will be held accountable, I'm on a list, and that I am now being watched. So you kind of got threatened for suggesting that people in Arizona wear masks. Yeah, you know, that's a first. I've never been threatened for asking someone to wear a mask. Uh, and we've seen stories of people getting hurt and killed. So I took it seriously and let our security be aware of it. What do you think fuels the continuing skepticism towards something simple like masks in a place like Scottsdale? My personal opinion with all of this is fear and denial. And what I mean by that is part of my patient population are cancer patients. And sometimes a diagnosis or an idea is so scary internally that you will flip the other way and deny that it even exists. Like people who I've seen with visible tumors pretend they're not there. I think there's something internal that you see with people sometimes when they get so scared of something, it just they can't process it. So the easiest thing to do is to not admit it's there. Overall, though, both Dr. Goldberg and Vice Mayor Solange Whitehead say people in Scottsdale did adhere to the mask mandate, and it seems to have worked. According to the CDC, two weeks after Arizona communities began to adopt mask mandates and other prevention measures on June 17th, the number of cases in the state began to stabilize. By August 7th, that number had fallen by 75%. But then, on September 21st, Scottsdale Mayor Jim Lane said he was unilaterally rescinding his city's mask mandate. 
The mayor making the announcement in a statement that was posted online. He said that the decision was based on the decline of infections and hospitalizations that we've been seeing over the past several weeks. I just, I don't understand. Here's Dr. Ross Goldberg again. You know, everyone has talked about recently how, you know, we had this great response to our surge and we handled it well and our numbers are a lot better. Well, we forget the fact that we caused the surge to begin with. It's like it's like shooting yourself in the foot and then only talking about how nice the bandage looks. Vice Mayor Solange Whitehead didn't agree with the mayor's decision either. It threw a wrench in something that was working perfect. I mean, we our economy truly recovered in many ways. We've lost so many businesses. It's heartbreaking. And the last thing any of us want on council is to have a shutdown that we lose more businesses because a, sec a second shutdown, I believe, would be far more devastating. So I don't know where the mayor stands right now, but it, I don't think he anticipated the confusion it would create. You know, some residents here in Scottsdale don't really know whether to wear a mask or not. But of course, here in the county, you still have to wear one. That mandate is still in effect. And we did speak with... So, yes, the county that Scottsdale's in, Maricopa County, still has a mask mandate in place. And that technically supersedes the city's order anyway. So even though the mayor announced he was lifting Scottsdale's mask mandate, you're actually still required to wear masks in public there. Hence the confusion. There's no change to the rules, per se, in Scottsdale, but it sent mixed signals that you don't have to wear a mask. Many would say that mixed signals are exactly what you want to avoid in a public health crisis. And because of that, Local medical professionals and hospital chains have spoken up against the mayor's move to rescind Scottsdale's mandate. They include Honor Health, which happens to be the largest employer in town. Like me, they believed that the Scottsdale mask mandate should stay in place because it sends that consistent message. But we did hear from hundreds of people, not necessarily in Scottsdale. In fact, I would say a large percentage of the emails I received appear to be from out of Scottsdale that did oppose the mask mandate. And it's pretty exhausting. Another council member and I were trying to respond to all these emails. There was a lot of emails. Mostly what I was trying to do was to correct the uh, misinformation they had. But you talk about that uniformity of messaging and consistency in messaging. It's, it strikes me that you, as an elected official, sort of at the bottom of a very sort of confusing pile here. We have... Uh, you know, anyone who lives in Scottsdale uh, has a president who sometimes says, you know, he wears a mask. Sometimes he doesn't really want to wear one, makes fun of other people for wearing one. Mm -hmm. Then we have, you know, public health officials in the administration who say to wear one. Then we have, you know, in the case of Arizona, a governor who says, yeah, you should wear one, but I'm not going to mandate that people wear them. Then you mm -hmm. have a county that has a mandate. Then you have a city that has a mandate. All these different competing folks that are saying different things about mass sort of all the way down to your level in Scottsdale. What has that meant for how you do your job during this pandemic time? Well, here's the thing. No matter what's going wrong, whether it's the federal government's fault or the county or the state, when you live in Scottsdale, you, you contact your city council member. I hear about everything. If they contact me, they get an email from me. And if they want more information, they can give me a call. They have my cell phone number. So we have the hometown advantage. 
They actually hear from us. And that has far more weight than reading a quote in the paper or seeing the president on the TV or anything else. I also asked Dr. Goldberg what it's been like for him hearing the misinformation and mixed messages about masks coming from every level of the government. I don't think frustrating is an accurate enough description of what it's like for us. Everyone wants this to end. I mean, as part of the group of people that are on the front lines every day who are at risk, does anyone really think we don't want this to end more than anyone else? But some people still don't want to. I mean, they just don't like wearing a mask. They don't like being told to wear a mask. They are under the belief that it's a violation of some right that I don't know where that is. Uh, they believe that it will affect them in a negative way, that they're breathing nasty stuff in and they're going to get sick from it. Um, I've done 16-hour operations wearing a mask and I didn't pass out. My oxygen level didn't change. I didn't get sick. I was doing complex, detailed surgery the entire time and everything went fine. Honestly, I just would like every responsible leader and politician just to say, please listen to your doctors and your healthcare people. They know better than we do because we're not the ones taking care of you. Eight months into this pandemic, it's hard to believe there is still so much confusion out there, especially when it comes to masks. When non-experts and politicians share misinformation, it makes the job of doctors and public health officials that much harder. I've been saying it for months. I'll say it again. Wearing a mask helps stop the spread of the virus, and that will save lives. Anybody listening could be part of a movement that could save tens of thousands of lives by the end of the year alone by simply putting on two ear loops and wearing that mask. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.